You are listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our mission is to reconnect Yah's people to the root and truth of his word. We have been called to take Yah's healing to the nations, remove the stumbling block out of the way of his people, and teach as well as model the importance of serving the living Elohim in spirit and in truth. We live by Romans 15 and 4, for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Help us to commune with you, dear Father, and just continue to you know, open up the open up our, our minds, open up our ears, open up our, our hearts, dear Father, and just continue to help the word be planted within the heart, Father. Um, break up the fallow ground and, and take away that stony heart, dear Father, that way we have heart of flesh, that way you can circumcise it and do your work, dear Father. So help us to let go and let you have your way in us, dear Father. And so we just thank you, dear Father. We love you, dear Father. Just continue to, you know, be with us, uh, be with me as I present the word. Just continue to, you know, um, get rid of all fear of hush of time. Help us to be strong in you, dear Father. Help us to grow in strength. Give us, help us to understand our weaknesses and come to you. And that way you give us strength. And only you're the only person that can give strength. So we thank you, dear Father. We love you. Um, help, help the Torah be, be in us. Um, just continue to bless us, keep us, hold us, and mold us. I mean, Yahshua's name we pray. Hallelujah. And amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to go right into it. Go right into it. So are you working harder than your enemy? Are you working harder than the enemy? All right. And so since we've been on this fast, you know, I've been, you know, um, really pressing in and, and, and really been trying to get more in tune with the Father. And I've realized on this fast is that, you know, um, Yah uh, is, that, is that man. Like, I really haven't really been as disciplined as I thought I was, you know, and how hard I need to work to get closer to my Father. You know, it's, it takes hard work. You can't, you can't just say, love the Father, but then go and do, do your own stuff. It's, you just can't do that. You have to you have to truly work, work for the father, work. You need to serve. The first two commandments was to serve and to guard. So he wants you to serve. That's an action. So you can't just, you know, um, say, say you love the father and say, I believe in Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, but where your work's at, are you are you working for the kingdom or not? You know, are you are you or do you truly love the word or not? Do you, do you do you like the flesh more than than uh, do you like the flesh more than the spirit? You know, so um, that's what's been on my mind, and that's what the Most High put on my mind to to to, to kind of bring forth is to is to how are we striving? Are we truly striving? We're gonna see today. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna truly examine ourselves, and we're gonna see if we're truly striving if our hearts are truly for the Most High, or are we just a bunch of lip service? Okay. So we finna see. All right. So where is your focus? Are you disciplined? Is focusing on Yah a struggle for you? Are you focused when you pray? Are you easily distracted? Are you losing the fight for your soul? And if so, are you willing to fight for Yah? All right. So we got to truly understand what it means to be focused, to be disciplined. All right. And, um, if all these, if all these things, oh, there we go. Okay. So if all the answers to these questions, if they're bad, then we need to examine ourselves. 
we truly need to examine ourselves because the most high exhorts us to give us the, to, to give our all to him. He wants us to give our all to him. All right. And so um, one thing that's been on my mind lately is just that the time is near. We're, we're, we're in the beginning of the sorrows and, and things are, are going downhill in this in this world, you know, and it's time to stop playing around. There's no more straddling the fence. You know, grace period is running, running short. So it's time to either get all the way in or get all the way out. Just pick one because because you, you can't say you love the father, but then don't trust in his word. You just can't do that. So we have to examine ourselves and we finna, we're going to we're going to see if we are truly, you know, for Yah or against them. Are we are we are we one of are we one of Yah's children? Or are we a part of Satan's army? We finna find that. We finna find that. That which consumes your mind controls your life. All right. So what are you putting in your mind? What are you putting in your mind? Are are you consuming the things of Yah? Or are you focused on the vain things, the carnal things? Right? What are you putting your focus on? Right? Are you are you truly working? For the, for the most high, because when it comes to the world, you know, everybody's so disciplined when it comes to their job and their careers and and they and they're and they practice on their craft and they work and they try to perfect themselves. But when it comes to the spirit, it's just almost like you, 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 you can sit back and it's just like everything's just given to you. This is like, no, you have to work out your spirit, man. Most high not going to just give it. So you have to work for it. All right. So are you willing to fight for your soul? Or, or, or do you always give up so easily all the time? You know, because it's one thing to, you know, praise the father when, when, when times are good. But, like, you know, when times are bad, can, can you still praise the father? When, when there ain't nothing going on and things are just consistent, can you praise the father? Desperately pray, praise the father as if you're on your last breath. Can you do that? So what is what is consuming your mind? What is in your mind? All right. So I said the less you focus on Yah. And the more you try to focus on other things, you will begin to deviate from the path. You will begin to deviate from the path. So we're going to see how strong we really are. And if you're not strong, we're going to we're going to go in on how and what it takes to truly be strong. And yeah, like what does that truly look like? All right. So is your heart set on the father? All right. Is your heart set on the father? Okay, so like we said, the, the heart and the mind, they are synonymous. All right, so whatever your mind set on, your heart is set on. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right, so we have to kind of dig and see where we are allotting our time. How much time are we really giving the Father? And, um, and if so, we, we truly need to grow in our discipline, grow in our focus, because most high wants us to be focused now. You can't, you can't stay on a narrow path if you unfocus. You know, how are you going to walk on a tight rope with your mind on, on all of the other places? You're going to fall off the rope. So you have to because so you have to stay focused, stay, stay honed in, stay, stay tuned in. All right. So let's look at what let's look at what the average American's heart is set on. So before I break this down, we have 24 hours in the day. All right. Now, 18 of those hours, 
you know, we work, go to sleep, you know, house chores, all this kind of stuff, you know, and then we have five, like five and a half free time, all right, five and a half hours of free time. And three of those hours, as, as I looked up, we spend that on screen time, the phone, the computer, whatever else we do, entertainment, we spend that on that. And then the other two hours, like we do all, all kind of other miscellaneous stuff, all right? So the average person, when it comes to the word, right? So we, we, are, we are a Christian nation, right? We are, we are people that, that always talk about we believe in God, right? But uh, uh, right here, religious and spiritual activities. In 2005, it was seven or eight minutes per day. Now, we spend nine minutes a day on the phone. Nine minutes a day. But you say you believe, though. You say you love the Father. You say you believe in His Word. You trust in Him. But you don't give Him no time. You don't give Him no time. All right? And so, now let's look at some stats on believers. So now we see that the world, that, 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 especially America, we don't, we don't spend no time in our Word. We don't, we don't, we don't really give the Most High time. Okay, Christians, we make up 70.6% of the U.S., 20% Catholics, then you have, yeah, 25%, all that, all that. Non-Christian faiths, you have about 6% with Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, and all that kind of stuff. You have other faiths like agnostic and atheist and all that kind of stuff. So, roughly around 76% of the nation believes in the most high power, so to speak, so they say. But yet and still... But yet and still, they don't spend no time with the Father, though. So something ain't adding up. Something ain't adding up. So what is your heart really set on? You see, like, what, what God are you really serving? Because the God of the Bible wants us to give our all. Work out our faith with fear and trembling. This is the stuff he wants, you know? And so what I put down was we spend more time with the enemy, then we do with our own Elohim. I'm going to say it again. We spend more time with the enemy's God than we do with our own God. All right? And so whatever you put your heart on, whatever you put your mind on, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. So you, so you say you love the Father, but your actions, you're doing other stuff, though. You consume with all kinds of other stuff. And so when you consume with all kinds of other stuff, your spirit going to be weak. You're gonna, you're gonna always be you're gonna always be in in disarray when when you're not focused on the right things. You know you're gonna always be in disarray. All right, and folks wonder why they always down, why they always in this depressed state, why they feel like they ain't, they ain't got no peace, they, they ain't got no peace in their life. It's because your mind is on all kinds of other carnal stuff. It don't mean anything. It don't mean nothing. So your heart is in, so your heart is your mind. Whatever you put your mind on. That's what you're going to do. All right. So when your spirit is weak, you lack faith and trust in the father. Just bottom line. All right. So let's see what a true believer's life should look like. Because we see that on them stats. That's that, that, that ain't what a true believer is supposed to be doing. Not at all. Spend, like spending no time with the father. No time. So. Let's see. Give me Yahoo. Give me uh, Jeremiah 29, 
uh, starting at verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith Yahuwah, thoughts of peace and not of evil, mm -hmm. to give you an expected end. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yep, go ahead. Go to 13. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Mm -hmm. And ye shall seek me and uh -huh. find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Okay, so we're supposed to search for him. With all our heart. But when your mind on all kinds of other stuff, you ain't going to be doing no searching, no seeking. You're too distracted. Right. Your spirit weak. You have no faith. You have no trust. And the fact that you don't get no word in you, this is why you have no faith and no trust. Because the father's not in you. Because you're so lazy and you're so sluggish. Just lazy. Just slothful. So... Uh, Isaiah, give me Deuteronomy 4 and 29. Deuteronomy 4 and 29. Deuter Deuteronomy uh, 4 and 29. Mm -hmm. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. Thou with all thy heart and with all thy soul. With all thy heart and with all thy soul. Not nine minutes a day. With all thy heart and with all thy soul. So whatever these preachers is teaching, they ain't teaching much, much of nothing. They ain't teaching folks to repent. Because the scriptures tell you to seek him with all your heart, all your soul. That's a lot. That takes effort. It means you need to work hard. He wants, he wants, you, he wants, he wants to know that you're faithful. So you need to be striving. Push. Press. All right. So now, Isaiah's song. I'm going to read that one. Now, Isaiah 26, starting at 1. Isaiah 26, starting at 1. And when you get there, say hallelujah. All right, and it says, in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will Elohim appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Which keepeth the truth may enter in. Which keepeth the truth may enter in. So you ain't entering in unless you keep the truth. Keep it guarded. Verse 3, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. So your mind is to be stayed on the Father, not on all this other crap that, 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 that we focused on. Matter of fact, come on my phone there. This right here going to send a lot of people to Shaul. Right here, Sheol. This phone going to send a lot of people there. 
because we so distracted and we just like this this technology man is just it's uh, this device of the devil look look here steve jobs and and, and bill gates they don't get their kids phones in technology because they know it's evil they don't even get their, their, their kids nothing they, they know what they're doing so our minds be stayed on the father that's what we're supposed to be doing not giving him the minimum amount of time and going around doing whatever else we want to do and then say we love the father like that that doesn't add up that's not scripture all right so now let's go to first thessalonians 5 uh, verse 16. uh first thessalonians 5 starting at 16. One of my favorite, some of my favorite scriptures right here. So, First Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at 16. If you're there, say hallelujah. It says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So we have to continue to pray and press in. Like, we can't be people that give up. We have to continue to do things without ceasing. The Father wants us to continue to work. He wants, us to, he wants to see that we're faithful. So we have to continue to pray without ceasing. We have to give him more time to what we do. Yes. He wants us to work hard for him. Don't let the enemy overtake you. Yes. Do Pray without ceasing. Follow him. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of Elohim in Hamashiach Yeshua concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Look here. If your mind is not on the Father, guess what? Your spirit is going to be gone, man. You ain't going to have no spirit in you. Because you ain't spending no time with them. So you need to work hard. Because it's already hard enough for folks trying to press in to get the spirit. It takes it takes uber, uber amount of time and, and strength and, and deep prayer and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's, it's hard. This walk is hard. So you have to continue to press in. You have to continue to work hard. That way you don't quench the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Hold fast that which is good. So what are you holding on to? Right. If if what you holding on to? You, you ain't spending no time with the father. So what are you holding on to? What's what's in your mind? Take the take the things of the devil out of your mind. All right. The more you, the more time you spend with them, the more you're gonna be like. What's this? So hold fast to that which is good. You have to hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. So are you abstaining from evil? Or are you feeding your flesh? Are you feeding your flesh? And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, Elohim, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our master, Yeshua HaMashiach. Let's see. Keep going. Yep. One more. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. All right. So I'm going to stop there. So in everything, give thanks. In everything. Everything you do, give thanks to the Father. All right. So now let's go to Luke 21, starting at 34.
So Luke 21, starting at 34, and it says, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all of them that dwell on the face of the, of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always as ye may be accompanied worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass to stand before the son of man and to stand before the son of man. So how can you be a watchman if your mind ain't right? How are you going to escape the things to come if you don't know what's coming? How are you going to be worthy to escape all these things, but you always getting caught off guard about everything? You don't never know the game plan. How are you going to defeat the other team and, the other, and, and you don't know, never know none of their plays? You didn't study no film, but you expect to, you, you expect to beat them, though. You can't beat them if you, ain't, if you ain't working hard for the Father. If you ain't striving, if you ain't in your scriptures, if you ain't praying, if you ain't doing all the things you need to be doing, you will not win. So how are you going to be a watchman? How are you going to be prepared for something? You ain't prepared for. Just, you just, you just, you know, I, I believe, man, you know, I, I believe in the Father. Yeah, 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 I'm a Christian, man. It's just like, man, whatever. No word in you. All right, so let's go to Romans 8, starting at 6. I don't want to get to bash nobody because I want to send this video to some folks. Let me, let me, let me calm down. I want to. So Romans, hey, start, starting at six. All right. You dare say hallelujah. All right. So it says, for to be, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's life and peace. So if you're always carnally minded, you're you're going towards destruction and death. If your mind's always on the spirit, then most I give you peace. This is why in this situation, we in this COVID and the world going in disarray. Like you see, folks, every time I go to somebody, man, I wish stuff was over. Man, I can't wait to stuff get back to normal. Ain't no more normal. This is the new normal. All right. So you have to get strong in the father. Just tighten it up. And, and just trust in the Father, and help, help, and He'll help you persevere. He'll help you get through. But you have to have faith in Him, though. All right. You can't like, but that's the thing. When you're carnally minded, spirit is low. You have no faith, no trust. You have no discipline. Your focus is off. Then, yes, the the, the things that's happening in the world they will scare you, because you don't you don't even know what's what's about to happen. You don't know what's what's to come, because you're not prepared. You're not ready. You're not a watchman. All right. So verse seven says, because the carnal mind is enmity against Elohim, for it is not subject to the law of Elohim, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please Elohim. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Elohim dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Yeshua from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
So we have to press into the spirit. We have to understand what that means. We have to stop being so carnally minded and so in our flesh. We have to con- we have to press in and and dig into the spirit. That's the and that's the important thing because that because the spirit brings life. The flesh brings death. So we have to truly press in and work hard for the Father, seeking with our whole heart and our whole mind, seeking with our whole soul. That's how we get the spirit. We have to continue. We have to continuously seek Him. All right. Uh, 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of Elohim. Hallelujah. All right. So how are you going to be spiritually minded when you always focus on carnal stuff? Stop focusing on carnal stuff. All right. So now we're going to go to Romans 12. Starting at one. When you get there, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Romans 12, starting at one, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Elohim, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Elohim, for which is your reasonable service. So are you presenting yourself a living sacrifice or are you just are you feeding the flesh? Are you feeding the flesh? Or are you trying to kill the flesh? Which one are you doing? Because the scriptures t- tell us to sacrifice our bodies daily. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is our reasonable service. The least, the least you can do. All right. So what are you doing? What are you focusing on? Is, is your mind on entertainment, on the phone, on the ways of the world? Or are you truly trying to press in for the Father? Okay. So we have to, we have to um, sacrifice ourselves daily. Sacrifice ourselves daily. All right. Verse 2, and it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. So we have to renew our minds constantly. Stop feeding the mind foolishness, but start feeding it the word of the Most High. Help the word seep in. That way you can get away from the lust of the flesh. All right. So, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. So only way you're going to know know that perfect will of Elohim is if you if you're a living sacrifice and if you're trans if your mind is transformed yeah. that's the only way you can know the will of the father but if your mind always twisted and perverted you will not you'll you'll never know what that is you always be searching for that for the rest of your life so first so verse three says for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly According as Elohim hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts, deferring according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that sheweth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Abhor that which is evil. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. So we have to hate evil now. We can't feed our minds evil. We have to hate it, despise it, 
when we, every time we, we look at it, we have to just, I'm just a look at disgust. We have to abhor evil and cleave to that which is good. So that means hold tight. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving Yahuwah. So we have to be fervent in spirit. We have to be constantly praying. So it says rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So continuing instant in prayer. We have to continue. We have to continue. We have to continue. We have to strive. We have to be fervent in the spirit. Fervent. That means keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Don't be like the rest of the world and we're doing that. And we're doing that. Not spending no time. What the fuck? Uh oh. What I done did. Okay. Okay. All right. So stay fervent in the spirit. Stay constant in prayer. That's what true believers do. That's what true believers do. So let's go to Philippians 2. All right, Philippians 2, starting at verse 1. This is an example of Christ now. So you say you're Christ-like. Right. We're going to see. We're going to see as we read this. So chapter 2, starting at verse 1. It says, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. So be selfless. All right. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Yeshua, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself became obedient unto death and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore Elohim also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Yeshua every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is master to the glory of Elohim the father uh, wherefore my beloved as ye all have always obeyed not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Work it out with fear and trembling. Yeah. All right. And where it says, wherefore, my, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. So how, what is your life like outside of the church or outside the building? Are you the, are you the same on Shabbat or on Sunday, whatever you do? Are you the same there or you're, as you are at home? Or are you only doing good things while you're there and then you have a you living a double life? Are you really sincere? Are you are you really sincere? So most I know your heart. Because I know folks, folks use that, you know, most I know my heart. Yeah, he do know your heart. It's wicked. It's horrible. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. All right. 
And so I'm going to skip down to 21. It says, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Yeshua Mashiach. So the, the, most, the majority of the world is seeking their own glory, seeking their own things, not the things of Yah, or not the things of Yeshua, not at all. And so we have to check ourselves, man. We have to see what our heart really like. Are, are, we, are we being like the scriptures, like what we just read, all this stuff, seeking with a heart, mind, and soul, and, and, and watch and pray always, and, and, and stay fervent in the spirit, and constant prayer, and, and how Christ was obedient unto death. Are we marrying that? Are we, are, we, are we working hard enough or are we truly lazy? Do we, or do we think we work hard, but it's like, really, y'all? No, you're really lazy. You're really lazy. You're really lazy. Self-righteous folks thinking, thinking, they already, thinking they already there. You know, I'm part of 144. I'm whatever I am. It's like, all right. All right. So now we're going to go to Matthew 24. Starting at verse 42. Yeah, that's yeah, you ain't number one no 144. You ain't you ain't no 144. Just 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 boastful. Folks, just boastful. So when you get to Matthew 24, 42s, say hallelujah. So Matthew 24, starting at 42, and it says, Watch therefore. For you know not what hour your uh, your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known and what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. All right. So you can't be ready if you caught off guard. Because guess what? When you, when you, when you caught off guard, guess when, when war happens and when things pop off, guess who's going to be the first to die? You. <laughs> you can be the first person to die because you ain't ready. You ain't ready for nothing. Ain't prepared. Ain't working out your faith for fear and trembling. No nothing. So when it's so when it's so when it's this time, you gonna be you gonna be scared, not scattering, not know no not, not know what to do. So if you're not ready when it's time for war, you gonna be the first to go. So you need to. Work out your faith with fear and trembling. You need to continue to stay constant in prayer. That way, when the time comes, you'll know exactly what to do. You'll know, so you'll know to, 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 to call to the Father, yell out to the Father, continue, continue to press in and know, and know that He fights for you. He fights for you. When, you. when you know what's to come, you're prepared for it. You're prepared for it. So, Joshua 1 and 8. Going over, just going over some scriptures that what, what believers should be should be following. This is what you. This is what we should be doing. We should be pressing in. We should be working hard for the Father. He don't want no slouches. So Joshua one and eight. Get there. Say hallelujah. So Joshua 1 and 8, and it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But we see that the average believer ain't got no law in their mouth. We, we, done, we done saw this little, we done saw the stat. Ain't no, ain't no folks spending no time on the word. So what the law in your mouth? It's not supposed to depart at all. 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You know, because success in the world, we just talked about this tour class. Success in the world is not success. But success in the Father, that's true success. Hallelujah. So we have to meditate on his word day and night. When we're tired, when we're resting, we have to, we have to keep, keep the word in our mind. That, that keeps the peace. That keeps us going. All right. Uh, Haron, just give me six and 30, John 6 and 38. That's all I want, just that one verse. Six and thirty-eight. Because I have come down out of the heaven, not to do my own desire, but the desire of Him who sent me. So Yeshua didn't do His own desire; He completely did the will of the Father, not deviating from the path, but completely doing what the Father wanted Him to do. So, how many times do we do our own will? How many times do we trust in ourselves and, and go away from the Father? Like, no, I got this. But that's the thing, though. When, when you're not strong in the spirit, you don't believe in his word. So when you lack faith in his word, you tend to believe and in, 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 in do your own thing. That's what happens, man. When you lack faith, you lack trust in the father. When you have no word and you, when you have no spirit, when you have no evidence of faith in you, when you have no evidence of faith in you. You trust more. You trust more in the carnal than you do the spiritual because the spirit ain't even ain't even in you. So Yeshua completely did the will of the father. We have to do the same. He's the ultimate example. So we have to do the will of the Father. And stop deviating and trusting in our own flesh. But that's going to happen when you're slothful, when you're not working hard for the Father. The enemy will intercede, will take you over, and he will win every battle because you're not prepared. If he was in the game, if he was in the basketball season, if he was in the playoffs, you get swept because you ain't working hard. You AC, basically you AC, you made, you made the devil a one seed. Because your lack, because your lack of spirit, your lack of faith, your lack of work, you don't work hard. So, so, you're, so, so, so you're on a bad team. You're really on a bad team. All right. And they got swept. All right. So let's look at how much Yah was on David and Asaph's mind. We're gonna go to Psalms. I really could make this whole lesson just on Psalms alone. So we're going to Psalms 57 and 7. Elder, Elder Vana, you can read Psalms 57 and 7. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> 57 and 7. Psalms. Psalms. Turn my mic up. Number one. Psalms 57 and 1. Just 57 and 7. 57 and 7. Mm -hmm. My heart is fixed, O Elohim. My heart is fixed. Mm -hmm. I will sing and give praise. So our heart needs to be fixed on the Father. But your heart cannot be fixed on the Father when your mind is always corrupted. So what are you work what what, what do you put your, what do you put your mind on? Because as we saw on the other slide. We saw another slide. Come on, clicker. Go ahead. Uh, where? Oh, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. That which consumes your mind controls your life. So what is on your mind? 
Because whatever on your mind is controlling your life. All right. Go back to where it was at. All right. So now uh, Psalm 63. Let's go to Psalm 63. Brother Malachi, you can uh, read Psalm 63 for sir. Yeah, y'all love it. I'll love it. Oh, Elohim, you are my L. Early will I seek him. Early will I seek him. So are you seeking him early? Are you, are you, are you, are you lazy? Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. 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 So are we meditating on him in the night watches? When we on our when we on our bed, we about to go to sleep. Are we humming songs? Are we reading scripture? Are we making sure that he's on our mind before we even go to bed? Yeah. Make sure he's on your mind before you go to bed. Don't go. Don't even go to sleep until the father until the father on your mind. Keep the father on your mind all day. Work hard, cause yeah. because the enemy. I ain't gonna get ahead of myself. I ain't gonna get ahead of myself. But work hard <laughs> for the father. Work hard. Strive. Keep going. Meditate all day, all night. Go ahead. Keep going. Because you have been my help. Mm -hmm. the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. My soul follows hard after you. Mm -hmm. So we have to meditate on him. We have to follow hard. Our soul have to follow hard after him. We have to continue to strive and thirst. Our, have our, have our soul, our soul needs to thirst after him. No, no. Are you seeking him? Your soul thirsty? My, my, my soul thirsty. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. I'm going to start at 17. All right. This is what. And to be honest, like this passage right here, this shows. The. The, the heart of the people today. Go, go, always, always go back to the wilderness. And this is how people act today. All right. So in verse 17, it says, oh, when you get there, say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So in verse 17, it says, and they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they, tempt, and they tempted Elohim in their heart by asking me for their lust. Yea, they spake against Elohim. They said, can Elohim furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Just always, just, just always, just, 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 just tempting the father. Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, Yahuwah heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in Elohim and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven. And he rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven 
and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust, but while their, but while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of, the, of Elohim came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after Elohim. And they remembered that Elohim was their rock, and the high Elohim their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. Are you flattering the most high with your mouth? And you, right. Are you flattering him with your mouth and your heart is and, and, and is your heart far from him? He knows your heart now. He knows if you truly love him or not. He knows that you only come to come to him when you're in trouble. He knows that. So what are you doing? Are you giving him time only on your set apart day? And whenever you get in trouble, whenever you want something, or are you giving him time always? Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. So are you a liar? Or are you a true follower? Because you can't say you love you love the Most High, and then I follow His ways. So it says, "For their it says, and they lied unto the, unto Him with their tongues, for their heart was not right with Him. Either were they steadfast in His covenant. So if you're not steadfast in the covenant, and you say you love Yah, you a liar. You a liar. You have to be steadfast in His covenant." You have to be working hard for him. You can't be praising with your mouth, but then do no, but then don't do no work for, don't, but then don't, don't do no work for the father. You can't, you can't be doing that. All right. So let's go to Psalm one twenty three. Uh, wrong. Uh, read uh, all of Psalm one twenty three. I shall lift up my eyes unto you who dwell in the heavens. See, as the eyes of servants are toward the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a female servant are toward the hand of her mistress, so are our eyes towards Yah, our Elohim, until he shows favor to us. Okay, hold on. So this man said, my eyes stand on the Father until he show mercy. I ain't take my eyes off of him. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep pressing in until I get an answer from him. Right. I'm going to keep going until I get an answer. I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going keep my eyes on him until he shows me mercy right now. Yeah. Do we have that kind of faith? Are we working that, are we working that hard? Yeah. Are we letting the devil win battles? Or when we pray, we feel, we feel the spirit coming. We get scared. and We're like, oh, let me, let me, let me step back on that prayer. I, I, it's, it's getting too deep for me. It's getting too deep for me. Let, me. let me back off. It's like, no, keep pressing in. Don't be scared. Keep pressing in. Keep going. Show favor to us. Yes. Oh, Yah, show favor to us. Mm -hmm. For we are exceedingly filled with mockery. Mm -hmm. Our being is exceedingly filled with the scoffing of those who are at ease, mm -hmm. with the mockery of the proud. Wow. All right, so when, so when your soul is still. What are you doing with that? Yeah. 
taking your are you taking your sorrows and your problems to the Father, or are you letting the devil win the battle? Is there any fight in you? Yeah. You have to be able to. You have you have to have some fight in you now. Yeah. Yes. You have to be. You have got to be a fighter. Got to be a fighter. Be like uh, what was it, uh Joseph when he wrestled with the angel. Man, you got you got to be a fighter now. You got to be a fighter like he was a fighter. All right. So now let's go to Psalm 119. Starting at verse 1. Psalm, Psalm 119. Hallelujah. It says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way. So are you undefiled in the way? Are you try, are you striving to be undefiled? What you putting your mind on? What are you working towards? Undefiled in the way. Who walk in the law of Yahuwah. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. So you have to keep his word consistently, constantly keep going on and on and on. You have to have a fire for his word. You can't say his word done away with. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart, with uprightness of heart. So if you praise him with anything other than a bright heart, uh, it, it ain't getting nowhere. It ain't getting nowhere. And when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to thy word. So the only way you can be clean is taking heed to his word. You can't be clean no other way. You can't, you know, try to fix things on your own. You can't be you can't you can't try to find peace and life in your own ways. You have to go to the father. Keep striving. Keep walking after him. Keep being diligent in his word. And it says, with my, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. So how much do we wander from the commandments? You have to, you have to keep your mind on the commandments, man. Don't wander. Don't, don't, don't falter. Don't, don't waver. You got to stay steadfast at all times in the word. Let it not wonder out of your mind. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Hide the word in your heart. Make sure the heart, make sure the word is in you. It's on you. It should be on you. They always talk about the law is carnal, but no, he, he, right here he said the law, he said it's in his heart. I hid it in my heart. So it's always spiritual. This, this word was always spiritual. It's always meant to touch your spirit, touch your soul. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Yahuwah, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. So the word is supposed to stick to your heart and to your mind. Stick to your heart and to your mind. Now let's go to let's go to Tobit four. 
and five. Toby at four and five. Toby at four and five. That's Toby, man. Toby, he was something. Great, great father. Giving, giving this, giving this son all kinds of wisdom, all kinds of wisdom. All right. So Toby four and five, and it says, if you dare say Hallelujah, it says, my son, be mindful of the Lord our God all thy days, and let not thy will be set to sin, and let not thy will be set to sin, or to transgress His commandments. So when you say it's law done away with, when your mind focuses on all kinds of other stuff other than other than the Father, your mind is your 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 your, your will is set on sin. Keep your mind on the Father. Stop deviating from the Father. This fast has, has shown a lot for me. It showed how much I'm addicted to that to that dang phone. I'm addicted to the TV. I'm addicted to all kinds of stuff. We have to we have to be able to kill our addictions. That's true. Right. Drug, drug addicts ain't the only addict. Ain't the only people addicted to something. Drug addicts ain't the only people addicted to something. We all up in here addicted to something. Get rid of your addiction. Kill the addiction. Get rid of those addictions. Those addictions are holding you back. You know, you know the reason why I can't heal nobody with a shadow? You know the reason why I can't, you know, uh, 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 the reason why I can't go to, up to a mountain and have the light of, light of uh, uh, y'all on my face? It's because there's addictions in me that I ain't got rid of yet. I can't touch somebody and heal them yet because I ain't there yet because I still got addictions I ain't even, I ain't even got rid of. Right. Stuff I'm holding on. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right now. So verse 19, it says, Bless the Lord thy God always, and desire of him that thy ways may be directed, that all thy paths. Uh, uh, let, me, let me finish five. My bad. Finish five. I ain't finished five. So it says, uh, So I said, So do uprightly all thy life long. Follow not the ways of the unrighteous. All right, so that's verse 5. So I'm skipping to verse 19. It says, Bless the Lord thy God always, and desire of him that thy ways may be directed, and that all thy paths and counsels may prosper. For every nation hath not counsel, but the Lord hath himself giveth all good things, and he humbleth whom he will, as he will. Now therefore, my son, remember my commandments. Never let them be put out of thy mind. Never let them be put out of thy mind. Never put them out of your mind. Quit, don't focus on nothing but this word. Me included. All right. So, nah, it was on the screen. My bad. I forgot this turn. Dang. Anyways, being average is sinful. Not even get to the meat. Not even get to the meat. Being average really is a sin. Well, that's why that's why I meant to pay. But ain't ain't no being average in y'all. Out the end, you out. A hundred percent effort or no effort. If you I don't care if you ninety nine percent, ninety eight percent, ninety five percent, ninety percent, that ain't good enough. You're looking for a hundred. Looking for a hundred. So if you average, you ain't good enough. You got you got you gotta continue to grow. Get out your average state. Work hard for the father. Because guess what? The enemy's not averaging what he's doing. Wow. 
The enemy is not average in what he's doing. So you need to work 10 times harder than what the enemy working. Because he working super hard. You can't be average. He's going to always defeat you if you're average. Because he ain't average in what he do. Let's go to Matthew 5, 48. Young, young Jeremiah, read me from Matthew 5, 48. And I'm going to prove to you why average, being average is a sin. Why it's sinful to be average. This, 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 is one, this is one right here. Matthew 5, 48. Young Jeremiah. You got it, Jeremiah? You got Matthew five forty eight. Mm -hmm. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Abba is perfect. Be average. Yes. What did it say? Be perfect. Be average. Be complacent. Be content. Be slothful. Be sluggish. Perfect, right? Thank you. So be perfect as your father is in heaven. That don't sound like no average stuff to me. That sounds like this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work. He told you. Yeshua told you. Be perfect like the father is in heaven. Be perfect. It ain't. It ain't say try. It ain't say. It's no. It said be perfect. Be. It said be perfect. But we can just say I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and live and live however I want to live. That's right. That's what they say now. Average. But he told you to be perfect though. This law too hard. It's too hard to follow. How? It's like a thousand laws. Laws of the land. You follow. You follow all them laws. You ain't in prison yet. <laughs> anyway, Second Thessalonians three, starting at six. Second Thessalonians three, starting at six. And you dare say hallelujah. So this is Paul speaking to the church of Thessalonians. And he, we're going to see what he say about these slothful men that's a part of this, that's in this church. So it says, now we command you, brethren, in the name of uh, the master, Yeshua HaMashiach, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, not after the tradition which he receiveth of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us. For even we, for, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Working not at all. So Paul and told these people, hey, if they ain't working for the Father, get them out of here. If they slothful, if, if they average, get them up out of here. They ain't, working, they ain't working hard enough for the Father. Get rid of them. They, 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 they in the way. Y'all in the way. So, ain't no being average in, in, in the Father at all. You gotta, you gotta work. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep striving. Alright. So, let's see. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Alright. So, for the next one, we're gonna go to Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, starting at verse 1. 
when you're there, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Hebrews 6 and 1, it says, uh, Therefore, leaving um, the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection. Let us go unto perfection. Let us go unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards Elohim, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. So, if you're not walking in perfection, you ain't gonna be able to. Uh, 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 you ain't gonna be able to lay your, your hand on the dead. I mean, you ain't gonna be able to uh, lay lay hands on nobody. You ain't gonna be able to resurrect the dead. You ain't gonna be able to be be part of the eternal judgment because you're not walking in perfection. You're not trying to strive to be Christ-like. So if you're not striving to try to be Christ-like, you will not have any of the spiritual gifts that's supposed to be in you to even work for the Father. All right. So, uh, verse four: For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of Elohim and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of Elohim afresh, and put him to an open shame, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them. By whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from Elohim. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For Elohim is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shewed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister and we desire that every one of you do shew the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that ye may be not slothful that ye be not slothful yes. but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises Hallelujah. so if you're not focused and you're not disciplined you're not trying to please the father you will have no faith and you will not receive the promises alright so you have to you know, be focused in Yah, be disciplined, and continue to strive. Walk, try to walk in perfection. Continue to exercise your faith. Continue to work out your uh, salvation with spirit, with, with fear and trembling. You gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep striving. You know, take those, take those concepts you do in the world and put it to your spirit. Your spirit. You need to work your spirit, just like, because people, people work, people, you know, always, you know, work on their craft and. You know, when it comes to ball, like, you know, I'm shooting 500 shots a day. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. But when it comes to spirit, it's like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like I'm already there. It's like, no, you need to work that out too. You need to work out your spirit every single day. Exercise. Exercise. Practice makes perfect. So continue to work. Continue to work. All right. So let's go to the wilderness. Numbers 32. Go to the wilderness. Numbers 32. Starting at 11. Numbers 32. Starting at 11. Are you there? Say hallelujah. And it says, 
Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Save Caleb, the son of Jephoneh, the, Ken the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. So let me get this straight. All them folks, thousands and thousands of people that came out of Egypt and was in the wilderness. All the folks that started out in the journey, all them jokers died but two because they didn't wholly follow. So that shows how hard we need to work for the Father. Yeah. Two of them. Because they wholly followed. Everybody else didn't wholly follow. They they pitting, patting. Oh, yeah, I believe. I believe now. But then they're doing their own thing. I believe now. And they're going over doing plain complaining, murmuring, and, and gossiping and backbiting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe now. But you're still over here sinning and, and, and doing all kinds of other stuff. Sounds a lot like people today. They're confessing with their mouth, but their heart is far. You say you love the father, but then you hate your brother. You say you love the father, but then you backbite and always complaining about everything. So anything less than holy following God is not good enough. Anything less than holy. Anything less than holy follow him. Anything less. You got to give him 100%. That's all he's accepting. If not, you ain't crossing over. Holy. Holy. Malay, mala. To be full, to feel. So you have to be filled with the word. You have to, you have to be full of it. Not wavering. Holy following. Like Caleb and like Joshua. All right. Don't be like your forefathers in the wilderness. Learn from their mistakes and do better. All right. Oh, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Ha! Ah, Psalm 101. Psalm 101. Isaiah, you can go ahead and read Psalm 101. A psalm of David. I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, I will sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. In a perfect what? Way. Mm, keep going. O when, o when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. No wicked thing before my eyes. So what are you putting your eyes on? What are you putting your eyes on? What are you putting your eyes on? <laughs> Put your eyes on the things of God. Quit looking at perverted stuff because it's going it's going it's going to alter your judgment. Ah. It's going it's going to alter your judgment. Put away the vain things, man. Put away the, like I said the addictions. Just just get rid of it, man. We need to we need to focus solely on the Father. We want to be, like, be like people of the book. Want to be like David, want to be like Enoch, want to be like Elijah, want to want to be like these people. We have to get rid of the flesh. And we have to put our eyes Put our mind on the things of Yah. Go ahead, keep going. I hate the work of them that turn aside; mm -hmm. it shall not cleave to me. 
Mm. A forward heart shall depart from me. Mm -hmm. I will not know a wicked person. Mm -hmm. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Mm -hmm. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. Will not I suffer? Mm -hmm. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land mm -hmm. that they may dwell with me. Mm -hmm. He that walketh in the perfect way, he shall serve me. He walketh in a what? Perfect way. Mm. He shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. Mm. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Uh -huh. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. So if you ain't walking in the perfect way, you ain't good enough. He ain't looking for no average people. You, you, you can keep all that. I don't, I don't need no average people on my side. I'm looking to build the best AAU team ever. Five-star recruits. I don't need no nothing less than five-star recruits. Nothing less. You striving to be perfect. Now let's go to Proverbs 6. Mm -hmm. He's looking for gold trotters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never lost. <laughs> Proverbs 6, starting at 6. When you dare say hallelujah. Uh-oh. It's Proverbs 6, starting at 6. It says, go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little fold of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want is as an armed man. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop for being lazy. You can't be average, man. He's he not looking for for slouches and for sluggards. He's not looking for slouches and for sluggards. He's looking for folks that's working hard for him, striving, practicing day in and day out, putting putting in the work. He's looking for folks to put in the work. He ain't looking for nobody that's just talking, just talking, talking, but ain't walking the walk. He ain't looking for that. So Ant is a prime example of a hard worker. All right. So I'm going to read this. This came from antwisdom.org. <laughs> antwisdom.org. It's .org. It's, it's, it's whatever. So anyways, work like an ant. Would you want to work like an ant? Why not? The ant is arguably one of the most productive and hardworking creatures on this planet. When one looks around the earth, there is absolute evidence of the great success that the ants have achieved. They build amazing structures. They are globally found everywhere as humans, accepting Except, but anyways, whatever. Except in Antarctica, yeah. Ants are comparative to man, very unique, and have global traits that mimic man in virtually every single way. All right. So ants, they they work real hard. It's the way we need to be working. That's why I used the ant as an example. Okay. So it says in Proverbs six in the Bible, we find we find some some many incredible secrets um, locked up inside the ant. They have no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet they store their provisions in the summer and gather their food at harvest. Ants are always preparing for the future, as well even in the present, like a military force that is always on constant alert, safeguarding themselves where they live and have their being. Does this not sound like how wise humans ought to be? So ants are always working. They work hard. They work hard. They, pre they prepare always. They, they don't even need no overseer. They work so hard. They don't even need nobody commanding them to do something. I'm, I'm just doing it. I'm working hard because I'm trying to I'm trying to build this colony up. This little colony, ant colony, we're going to keep building this up. Have you ever seen an ant that, that, that wasn't moving? 
Have you ever seen an ant that wasn't moving? Real us is dead. <laughs> if it ain't dead, that mug always moving. They ain't always moving. So what does that say about us? That means we need to be not cease. We need to keep working, like always, keep working. Not cease. Be like the ant. They work super hard. Super hard. And they don't need nobody telling them what to do. I'm just I'm just doing it because I need to for my for my for my family. I'm working hard. I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't even need you to push me to work hard. And that's, that's what we think you got to do with y'all. Like, y'all shouldn't have to always push us to work hard. Right. Sometimes we need to just, just do it. Just do it. We don't, have to, we don't have to be slapped upside the face all the time just to, just to praise them. Be like the ant. And, and, and work always. Even when, even when in the times where we're just, where it seems like it's kind of stagnant and, and kind of complacent. Work for them. As if, as if you're desperate. Always. Always. You don't need the father to always tell you to work for him. Sometimes just do it. So you can find out more. Okay, no, okay. So hardworking. You have no doubt witnessed sometime firsthand how hardworking the ant can be in and around and close to their nest. Constantly forging, collecting, storing, defending, nurturing, and providing for their colony. Consider this. If you had to work like an ant and adopt their work ethic to plan and prepare for the future, what could or would your future possibly be like? There are only 24 hours in the day allotted to everyone on this earth. How we use or squander this time will determine the outcome. Yes. When you work like the ant, she will show you how to invest wisely with your time, effort, and resources here on the earth. The Bible teaches for you to prepare in your investment for eternity. The Bible teaches for you to prepare in your investment for eternity. So are you preparing for your investment for eternity? Are you preparing for your investment on this earth? That much um, even more. The ants continue in their work and labor through their life cycle continuously, almost never ceasing alongside each other till their deaths. Kind of like sound like kind of like you're sure he was beaten unto death. These ants they keep working until they die. Each ant could well work alone, yet chooses to work in harmony with each other for the common good of the queen and the fellow nest dwellers. Be like the ant. Be like the ant. All right. So if you are average, how do you expect to beat your enemy? Your enemy is working super hard to kill you and to deceive you. So all these, all these scriptures that we've been reading, you need to start putting into practice because the, the enemy is working super hard to kill you. They, they, they'll go through any measure to get you off the path. They'll go through any measure. So that means you need to be super, super focused because if you're not focused, if you're guard down, the, the enemy will enter in in all the different gateways. The eyes, the ears, wherever, wherever your gateway is, yes. if you're not focused, if your mind not on him, the devil will enter in and he will pervert you. Right. So you need to work harder than your enemy. So bring up this book, Savali Speaks. So Savali was a woman who was part of the cult. She was um, a pro, she was a programmer within a cult. And she helped um, program kids and, and different people to um, um, follow the ways of the occult. 
and she was a very prevalent person within the cult. You can look her up on YouTube. She has different interviews, and because she, because now she's broken away from the cult, and now she's exposing what goes on behind the inner workings of this secret society, so to speak. So we're gonna bring this stuff out in this book. Now it has it has to have brackets, but I was like, this stuff is too good. So I was like, go ahead and read thirty three through thirty eight. So, but it ain't, it ain't long. It's it's like the, the 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 letters not that big, you know. It's 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 not that long. It's not that long. I'm, it sounds like a lot, but it's it's okay. <clears throat> Prior to discussing actual programming techniques, it is important to understand the philosophy underlying why the Illuminists are programming people. All groups have goals and the Illuminists are no exception. Money making is not their final goal. It is a means to an end. Mm -hmm. This end point or goal is no less than to rule the world. The Illuminati has a set plan similar to the Soviet Union's previous five-year and ten-year plans. This is the Illuminists themselves this is what the Illuminists themselves believe and teach their followers as gospel truth. Mm -hmm. Whether they will actually succeed in another matter altogether. Oh, excuse me. Whether they will actually succeed is another matter altogether. Mm -hmm. The following is Illuminist agenda at all levels of the Illuminati. As with any goal, the Illuminati has specific steps which it plans to implement to reach its objectives. Mm -hmm. Briefly, each region of the United States has nerve centers or power bases for regional activity. The United States has divided up into seven major geographical regions. Oh yeah, so they're everywhere. They touch. They touching everywhere. They 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 everywhere. They try. They try to cause destruction. So they 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 got these hidden bases all over the place, putting plants and agents everywhere, trying to deceive the people. Keep going. Each region has localities within that con contain military compounds and bases that are hidden in remote. I isolated areas or on large private estates. Mm -hmm. These bases are used intermittently to teach and train generational Illuminati in military techniques, hand-to-hand -hand combat, crowd control, use of arms, and all aspects of military warfare. Why? Because Illuminists believe that our government as we know it, as well as the governments of most nations around the world, are destined to collapse. These will be planned collapses, collapses and they will occur in the following ways. Plan collapses, huh? So these these folks, man, they 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 planning, they strategize, they working hard for they for they for they for they God. What are we doing in the meantime? While these folks got these got these plans uh, brewing up, what are we doing? What are we doing? Keep going. The Illuminati has planned first for financial collapse that will make the Great Depression look like a picnic. This will <laughs> this will occur through the maneuvering of the great banks and financial institutions of the world, through stock manipulation and interest rate changes. Most people will be indebted to the federal government through bank and credit card debt, etc. The governments will recall all debts immediately, but most people will be unable to pay and will be bankrupted. This will cause generalized financial panic, which will occur simultaneously worldwide, as Illuminists firmly believe in controlling people through their finances. Uh. Next, there will be a military takeover, region by region, as the government declares a state of emergency in martial law. Uh. Uh. Martial law, <laughs> like, we're, like, like we're going to go to right now. Go ahead. People will have panicked. People will have panicked. There will be an uh, anarcho state in most localities, and the government will justify its move as being necessary to control panicked citizens. The cult trained military leaders and people under the di their direction will use arms as well as crowd control techniques to implement this new state affair, this new state of affairs. This is why so many survivors under 36 years of age report having military programming. People who are not illuminists or are not who are not sympathetic to their cause will resist. 
the luminous expect this and will be and are being trained in how to deal with this eventually. Oh, excuse me. This eventuality. Mm. They are training their people in hand-to-hand combat, crowd control, and if necessary, will will kill to control crowds. Uh-huh. The Illuminati is training their people to be prepared for every possible reaction to take to the takeover. They train hard, huh? Mm-hmm. Training. What, 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 what are we doing? What are we training on? Are we, are we are we more aligned with that plan, or are we more aligned with Yah's plan? What what you put your mind on? Go ahead. Many mind control victims will also be called into duty. Uh, with preset command codes those codes are meant to call out a new completely court loyal presenting system shatter codes programmed under trauma will be used to destroy or bury non-court loyal altars military bases will be set up in each locality actually they are already here but are covert in the next few years they will go above ground and be revealed each locality will have regional bases and leaders to which they are accountable the hierarchy will closely reflect the current covert hierarchy about five years ago, when I left the Illuminati, approximately 1% of the U.S. population was either part of the Illuminati, sympathetic to it, or a victim of my control and therefore considered usable. While this may not sound like many, imagine 1% of the population highly trained in the use of armament, uh-huh. crowd control, psychological and behavioral techniques, uh-huh. armed with weapons and linked to paramilitary groups. Uh-huh. These people will also be completely dedicated to their cause. The Illuminati firmly believes that it can easily overcome the other 99% of the population, <laughs> most of whom are untrained or poor, poorly trained, such as weekend, weekend hunters. Okay, so they say they, they strongly believe, oh, man, I want percent, we can take out that 99% because they ain't trained in nothing. They mind all on stupid stuff. Everything that we, everything we in place, oh, it's working. The entertainment, the technology, all this stuff, man, oh, it's working. They ain't, got, they ain't put no mind on nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be easy to take them over because we well-trained in our, in our God and what we're doing. But we we working hard for Satan. Ooh. Working hard. And they ain't working hard for nothing. They, they, really, they were really, the world working hard for Satan too. They just don't know it. Yeah. Just deception. And that's what happens when, when your mind is perverted. You're easily deceived. Mm-hmm. You're easily deceived. When you have no spirit in you, you're easily deceived. And one, of the, and one of the first things Yeshua told his disciples when he was asking, so when, it, when the day come, like, when, when is it going to come? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. He like, be not deceived. Yeah. Be not deceived. That's all the devil good for is deceiving. Because really he trash. Yeah. So really, really, the devil, really the devil trash now. Because the only, only way he can get power, the only way he can do stuff is by deceiving folks all the dang time. He can never come out in the open and just, and just announce it. So he always got to just look like, look like an angel of light. He's a whack. <laughs> Horrible. So they're training hard and they firmly believe, oh, I could take over the rest of the world. They ain't they untrained. We super trained. We super straight. So what are we training in? We need to be super trained for our Elohim. They are training hard to kill you. They're training hard to deceive you. They're training hard to get you under this new age, this new way, this one world government. Keep going. Even the local military will be overcome as Illuminati will have regional cell groups with highly trained leaders. They also count on the element of surprise helping them during their takeover. Element Many, of surprise? Many of the highest leaders in the militia branch of the Illuminati are or have been officers in the military and so, are, and so already have a good knowledge of which techniques will work best to overcome a region's or locality's defenses. Uh-huh. 
After the military takeover, the general population will be given a chance to either espouse Illuminati's cause or reject it, with imprisonment, pain, even death possible being possible punishments. These people will these people very much believe that the intelligent or enlightened or illum- illuminated were born to rule. They are arrogant and con- and consider the general population as dumb sheep who will be easily led if offered strong leadership, financial help in an unstable world economy, and dire consequences if the person rebels. Their utter ruthlessness and the ability to implement this agenda should not be minimized. The Illuminati banking leaders such as Rothschild, the Vander the Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, and the Mellons, as examples, will reveal themselves and offer to save the floundering world economy. A new system of monetary exchange based on the international monetary system and based between Cairo, Egypt, and Brussels, Belgium, will be set up. A true one world economy, creating the longed for one world order, will become reality. There is more to the Illuminists' agenda, but these are the basics of it. This agenda is what the Illuminati really, truly believe, uh-huh. teach, and train for. <laughs> they are willing to give their lives up they in this cause. They willing to do what for their cause? Give their lives up in this cause. Man, these Satanists, they willing to give their life for their God. What you willing to do for yours? Mm. God, folks out here just scared. You're talking about I believe in God, but you're scared to die for them. That's why, that's why you're going to be easily shifted on to this new, this new world. Because you, you're scared. You weak, ain't got no spirit, ain't got no word, just weak, just horrible. That's why you that's why you're gonna be easily you're gonna be, you're gonna be easily you're gonna be strongly persuaded. Yeah. Because because everything that comes to your head is like it just it just sound like gold. Everything just sound like gold to you. Just, just easily deceived. Because you're untrained, you have no discipline, you have no focus. Go ahead. They are willing to give up their lives and in this cause in order to teach the next generation as mm-hmm. they believe that their children are their legacy. Mm-hmm. I was told that my children's generation would see this takeover sometime in the 21st century. When? 21st century. Oh, it sounds like it's going to happen right about, right about now. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. At present, the Illuminati have quietly and covertly fostered takeover by their goals of the infiltration of the media, the banking system, the educational system, mm-hmm. the government, both local and federal, the sciences and the churches. The what? The churches. The what? The church. The what? The churches. So you're gonna tell me this this Satanist group, this is the cult. They done took over the church too. This is why y'all worship Sunday and Sabbath. Oh. <laughs> is that it? Oh, no, no, no. No, go ahead. One more page. They are currently and have been working of the last several hundred years on taking over these six areas. They do not go to an institution and say, hi, I'm a local illuminist and I'd like to take over your bank. Instead, they begin by having several people quietly invest funds over several years, gradually buying more and more shares in the bank or other institutions that they wish to control Uh until they have a financial controlling interest in it. They never openly disclose their agenda or their cult activities as often they are amnesic to them. They are a well-respected Christian appearing, <laughs> appearing uh, they, business they, they, leaders. They look like what? Christians. Go ahead. Appearing business leaders in the community. The image in the community is all important to the Illuminists. Uh-huh. They will do anything to maintain a normal, respected facade and despise exposure. <laughs> On one leadership in a major metropolitan city where I was a member, there sat one head of the local small business administration, one CEO of a government 
defense firm, one principal of a Christian school. Oh, one, so so one of the people that was a part of a group, a part of a cult, there was a there was a there was a principal in a Christian school. Yeah. Go ahead. One vice mayor of the city, one journalist, one nurse, one doctor, one behavioral psychologist, and one army colonel. Oh, one army colonel and one navy commander. All except one attend church. All except one attend church weekly, and all were well respected within the community. None of them appeared evil or marked. If that, you met the so stop at the bracket. Yeah. Okay, just stop there. So you got these folks is out here willing to die. For this wicked agenda, out here looking like looking like they good old Christian people. They, they yeah, they, they looking like they looking like they 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 got the light. Mm. So let's go to Second Corinthians, uh, 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 eleven, starting at ten. Second Corinthians eleven, starting at ten. We're gonna see we're gonna see how easily folks are just been hoodwinked, bamboozled. Let us straight. We finna see. Folks, folks, just, folks, just, just, just dumb. Folks, just, just, just lost. So, Second Corinthians, uh, what I say? Yeah, Second Corinthians. Um, and Yermiyahu, read that for me. Starting at eleven and stop at uh, stop at fifteen. Yeah, uh, yeah, second grade is 11, starting at 10. I'm, I'm going to try to speed through this. I know, it's, I know it's taking a minute. Second Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 10, reading through 15. Mm -hmm. It says, as the truth of Hamashiach is in me, mm -hmm. no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, because I love you not, Elohim knoweth, but what I do that I will do that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, uh -huh. uh, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, uh -huh. deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Hamashiach, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Say so what? Satan does, he, he, does, he does what? He transforms into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. See, the devil's so manipulative. He's, he's scheming so much. He done made his way into the church, then perverted the word and got folks worshiping him, acting like he a God, acting like he, acting like he the true light. It's crazy. And then what's crazy is most folks gonna fall for the trap because they weak. They ain't got no spirit. They 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 uh, wasting not they only they only spending nine minutes a day on them. So when so when Satan comes looking like looking like light, are you gonna take it? You think it's good? You think it's good? You're easily deceived because you're not working hard. The devil working harder than you, so he can easily come into you and deceive you. He working way harder than you. He working way harder than you. So next slide. This man, his name is Roger Mornew. He was also a part of. The cult. He was he was in Montreal. He was part of a a, a, a a cult a cult out in Montreal, out in Canada, and now he's a Seventh Day Adventist. Well, I mean he's he gone now, but he 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 turned to a Seventh Day Adventist, and he started exposing the inner workings of the cult. And so, these are some good videos. I'm gonna show two different clips, and uh, yeah. Go ahead. 
your friend, George, took you and Bowens to this mansion where people worship spirits. What was it like? What kind of people were there? Well, it was a big surprise for me as I kind of made up my mind that I'd be a few rough characters. But as we entered the place, I was amazed to see that they were all very well dressed, well dressed, and that a lot of people So he said when he first started going to these occult uh, meetings and, and going to these different demonic praise sessions, he said, wow, I'm surprised. I walked in, they're professionals, doctors, lawyers, regular people. They look, they look handsome and beautiful and just, they just, just they, look, they, they look normal, normal. I expected to see a bunch of darkness. I expected to see a bunch of just ugly, ugly, just wickedness. They, they, they said they look like a regular Christian church. They look, they look, they look strange. So it goes to show that, you know, Satan, he will he will act like like when he when he first appear, he gonna act like he he light. He'll act like he light. And if you and if you ain't got no spirit, you ain't gonna know it's him. If you ain't focused, you ain't if you ain't disciplined in this book, you ain't gonna know it's the devil. That's coming up to you. Because what we just read, they got plants everywhere. They got agents everywhere. Everywhere. Yo, CEO, yo job, CEO, my job, my principal, uh, 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 manager. They they probably part of the they probably part of the know too. We don't we never know. I don't know, but it just shows you that they everywhere, and you have to have a certain discernment to realize. You know, you a devil. You gotta have that discernment. But when you're not focused, when you're not disciplined, when you're not struck, when you're not working hard for the Most High, when you're allowing the enemy to overtake you, you'll be easily deceived by by Satan. You'll be easily deceived. All right. So here you go to the next one. This one, um, uh, he was talking about um, just you know how Sunday his high, his high priest his his high priest at at his demonic temple was telling him you know Sunday that's 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 our God's day like that's the that's that's, that's the devil's day and how we're going to impress. Church leaders to push Sunday. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna we're gonna press them to push it. We're gonna push it. And he was like, "Well, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say it all, but that's just the gist of it." Like he's like just talking, kind of like about Sunday and the origins of Sunday and where it comes from. So, y'all go ahead. Uh oh, did I do that? Okay, there you go. Fine. I heard that. Fine. Ain't talking about the new age too. And he used the words new age to describe what was coming. He gave them the new age. And this is the day when he was talking about faith. And he went on and said, as I said earlier, that as life was coming, it becomes more and more difficult. And in calamities, 
sight of that more and more frequently. There's a time when I went to all the efforts to be first letters of leaders to bring before you the masses of the earth. This sacredness of Sunday. You will teach Sunday sacredness. And with the religious leaders, looking forward to the conference of the church this morning, they will perform their religion. Then, laws as well. Now, this is what we're going to ask. What's going to happen? A lot of people don't believe in this credit. The commentation was, the prison has no problem at all. Laws are protected by the ordinance. The good part is to go along with it because of the way it gets a little bit wrong. And the money part of the offices is going to be good. You can see that such a lot of things is happening. To assure the one being of all people, the double is bad. And then he went on and he said about the fact that the vulnerability of the sun. Which the ages had was such a period of the All the great nations and other nations, the smaller ones, were all involved in sun worship. And in those centuries, the Creator found that the tradition of worshiping sun was a terrible thing. Instead, it was going again to take place, but not in worship of the sun. In remembering Sunday, by the observance of the day upon which the master has played the function of his authority and power, you receive homage. We gather some people from So, when you, when you hear that, you see why Sunday is pushed so hard, and you see why all these preachers, it's like, it's like, a lot of their teachings sound like New Age teachings, don't it? You hear Joel Osteen and Creflo Hotler and uh, uh, TD, TD Fakes, like, they, 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 they preach a lot like New Age stuff. Coexist, and we're accepting all people, and, you know, prosperity, and peace. Like, where the, where the repenting at? Where, where the, where the, uh, where the uh, coming back to the covenant at? Where, where is that stuff at? You preaching all this super peace and super happy fluff fluff stuff. It's like, oh, because <laughs> you're an agent of chaos. <laughs> you work for Satan, but you're looking, but you're trying to act like you're a child of God. So it just shows how Satan has really infiltrated in all facets, especially the church. He didn't really got in the church. Got most people um, uh, um, worship Satan, don't even know it. The, when you when you when you change Yah's Sabbath to another day that's not His, what are you worshiping? Because the book says the seventh day, but you know folks would be like, you know, uh, or some folks would be like, I know it's the seventh day, but we choose to do no. What does the book say? Because put this in perspective, you have ten commandments. The first four commandments denote worship. They denote worship. And the Sabbath is a prevalent, you know, is, is a great um, annotation of your worship life. So if you change the Sabbath from what Yah intended it to be, this is his set apart day. Yes. This is 
you need to consecrate this day and worship me. And you disregard that and make your own day. You, then you worship another God. Cause, cause this thing, it ain't, ain't nothing wrong with reading the book on Sunday. And I ain't saying, I ain't saying nothing wrong with reading on Sunday. Ain't nothing wrong with getting the scriptures on Sunday. Ain't nothing wrong with praying on Sunday. Ain't nothing wrong with congregating on Sunday. But when you make Sunday your Sabbath, now you're going down deep water. Now you're worshiping the devil, cause that's not the Most High Sabbath. And like he said, his high priest said, we're gonna impress religious leaders to push this. And as we read in the book, 99% of people are untrained. So they're just going to go along with it because they don't know the word. They're untrained. They ain't disciplined. The, the enemy is working harder than them. We got to make sure the enemy ain't working harder than us. We got to make sure we're working harder than the enemy. That way we're not deceived by none of his dang tricks. So now I'm going to the infiltration of the church. I can't see all the way up, over there, so I'm going to read over here. So infiltration of the church. Son of worship was a very prominent religion at the time of Christ and Sunday was the main day of worship in the pagan Roman Empire. Sunday was the main day of worship in the pagan Roman Empire just as it was in ancient pagan Babylon. Sunday worship was one of the oldest components of the Roman religion. Pagan Babylon's rituals, customs and sun worship began to infiltrate the church in the first two centuries through Greek philosophy. But it was not until the time of Constantine that it had a major effect when he made Christianity the state religion and incorporated the traditions associated with the worship of the sun into his legislations for church practice. He charged the observant of the seventh day to the first day of the week in honor of the invincible sun by civil law and filled the church with the commonly used pagan holy days, images and symbols of the sun. So I see the Roman Catholic church now with all these, all they, all they wicked symbols. The Interpreter's Dictionary of the Bible emphasizes the motive of Constantine for legislating Sunday as a day of rest and stretches. Indeed, this God, the sun God, was the titulary divin uh, divinity of Constantine's family. And from the fourth century there is an increasing assimilation of Christ to the sun God as son of righteousness, the Christos Helios. Right. Um, it says... Constantine, who reigned from 306 to, 3, to 337, called the sun deity, unconquered sun, my companion. His edict in the year 30, 321 legislated the venerable day of the sun to be a rest day. This rest was commanded in honor of the sun god. So, all you religious folks that's out here worshiping another day or, or professing that the Sabbath is another day other than what the books say, you following Constantine. He implemented this new, this new holy day, this, this new rest day. He implemented it. And he was a, he was a sun worshiper. Yeah. You're following him. Why don't you follow a man for following what the scriptures say? But you're easily deceived, though. This rest was commanded in honor of the sun god and not in honor of the Messiah, the sun. On the venerable day of the sun, venerable day solace, the sacred day of the sun, let the magistrates and people residing in cities rest and let all workshops be closed. In the country, however, persons engaged in agriculture may freely and lawfully continue their pursuits because it often happens that another day is not so suitable for um, grain sowing or for vine planting, lest by neglecting the proper moment for such operations, the bounty of heaven should be lost, given the seventh day of, of March, whatever. Crispus and Constantine being counsels each of them for the second time. So, like, so you can look all this stuff up in the Codex Justitianus, and like, you can look all this stuff up in different 
um, Roman catalog. Like they, all stuff is written down, man. You, 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 this thing, this ain't hidden knowledge. They don't hide none of this stuff. And it says, uh, Isubius, his supporter says, all things whatsoever that were prescribed for the Sabbath, we have transferred them to the Lord's day. What Lord are they talking about? Right. Last time I checked, the book didn't, didn't change the Sabbath. They did. So what Lord is he talking about? As being more authoritative and more highly regarded and first in rank and more honorable than the Jewish Sabbath. This change over to Sunday by the church took place in, in the year 336 and was the first law passed to legalize Sunday keeping at the Council of uh, Laodicea, Laodeca, Laodicea, whatever. Christians shall not Judaize and be idle on Saturday. Christians shall not Judaize and be idle on Saturday. In the original Sabbath, shall not be idle on the Sabbath, but shall work on that day, but shall work on that day. But the Lord's day, they shall especially honor. And as being Christians, shall, if possible, do not do no work on that day. If, however, they are found Judaizing, they shall be, be shut out. Shut out from Christ. So you can look that up in the history of the Council of the Church, Volume 2. This stuff is there. All right. Um, and so, like I was saying, Constantine, man, this man was a sun worshiper, man. He didn't. He wasn't no real Christian. He, he didn't care about the book. He was just on power, so he's doing whatever he can to mix and and and, and mix things up and do all, and do all this stuff he need to do. That way he could keep his power. That way he keep people docile. That's all he really wanted. Keep people docile. So this is why he implemented certain stuff because he won't control. He don't care about the book. He worships Satan. False teachers exposed. All these teachers, man, teaching they teaching they teaching they new age doctrine, teaching they new age stuff. All ages of chaos. Probably part of the cult. I don't know. They probably are. I bet I'm willing to bet nine out of ten of them. They they probably they probably in the know. They probably in the know. Especially Creflo, the Creflo dog. What he was talking about, man. God ain't gonna he ain't gonna kill it. He ain't gonna destroy America. Y'all talking crazy. He ain't gonna destroy America. What Bible you reading? No, yeah, you were definitely a snake. You know so. It just proves that, you know, Satan, he done, he done found an avenue in all aspects of life, deceiving, causing chaos. But we don't have the spiritual eyes, like what Maury Varner was talking about. We don't have the spiritual eyes to know that it's Satan doing this stuff. We don't, we don't see it. We don't, we don't know it's him. All right? So we have, to, we have to know our enemy. We have to know his ways. We have to, we have to, we have to know what he's doing. And we have to work harder our enemy that way we're not deceived like the rest of the world all right so we see like i said i just want to bring up the sunday stuff this is like man that's just one of the one of the biggest deceptions got got most of the world fooled everybody worshiping sunday everybody up in here everybody around here worshiping satan don't even know you're worshiping satan because you because you call that your sabbath made no sense a little more this is a cia document so this is the nature a psychological warfare. What happened? Are oh, you taking a picture? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. We. Thank you. Huh? I'll be fine. I'm. 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 I'm.
I know, dang, just in the middle. You, you got it. Okay. We're going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. It's all right. It's all right. I'll, I'll take it on the chin. It's okay. So, so, so now this is a CIA document. This is the nature of psychological warfare. So we talk about the war on the mind. The CIA has a plan that has this perfect plan. Like they have a library full of books and full of things that they study in order to get in people's mind. So this is the nature of psychological warfare. So it says history and literature are full of examples of the use of psychological warfare. Many of them dating back to a time long before the term itself came into use. One of the earliest liter literary accounts of the use of, of psy war is found in Homer's Liliad. Troy, a stoutly def um, defended walled city, had been besieged for years by a seaborne invasion, a invasion army from Greece. Um, the two enemies had reached a stalemate. Many of the heroes on both sides had fallen. When the impasse seemed unbreakable, the Greeks hit upon a stratagem. They built a huge wooden horse, placed it before the gates of Troy, and they boarded their ships and sailed away um, ostensibly from Greece. The Trojans supposed that the Greeks had given up the sage and had left the horse as a gift. With wild rejoicing, they opened the gates of the city as the Greeks had guessed they would and brought the horse inside to be center of a victory celebration. When the party was over and the Trojans were sleeping it off, the Greeks' troops who were hiding in the horse came out for the horse um, had been made hollow and big enough to hold a group of men. They came out of hiding and opened the gates of the city to the Greek army, which has sailed stealthily back by night. The Greeks won a complete war. Trojan horse is still used today to indicate a deception. Beware the Greeks bearing gifts had been a common adage for 2,500 years. Today, as in the days of Hector and Achilles, military commanders still use side war of display or plan deception. All right. Do not be deceived, man. Yeshua told you not to be deceived. So, last part says, in the 20th century, the process of site war remains essentially what it was when Gideon defeated the Mennonites, but like many other human enterprises, it has become infinitely more complex. The development of mass communication, broadcasting, worldwide wire news services, mobile printing, mobile printing presses, motion pictures provides instruments of site war previously undreamed of. As may be seen from the scale on which they were used in World War II as compared with previous wars. So these folks use mass communication as a big part of deception. So like I was saying, this phone can put, can put you in the Sheol if you allow it. Don't be addicted to this stuff. This, don't be addicted to none of this vain stuff. Because this stuff is used to control and warp your mind and get you off the track of Yah. That's what it's used for, to control your mind. And with your mind on, that's what you, that's what you'll follow, that's what you'll do. Whatever your mind on, that's what you're going to do. All right. Here, I'm get through this for Chris. Um, get mad at me. All right. Anyway, so now go to Proverbs uh, 4, 4 and 14. Proverbs 4 and 14. Get there and say Hallelujah. All right, and it says, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of the evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For they sleep, not except they have done mischief. For they sleep, not except they have done mischief. So the, so the devil, he gonna, he gonna cause mischief. He ain't, like, I ain't get no sleep until I do something to somebody. So what are you doing for the father? He ain't resting until he get his job accomplished. So how hard are you working for the Father? Are you praying until you get an answer? Are you fervent in the spirit? If not, devil, he gonna win. 
because Most High needs 100% effort if you're going to fight for him. 100%. All right? So, um, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at uh, what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, perverse lips, put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyes, let the eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of, the, of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Remove it from evil. All right. So now, First Peter five and eight, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So he's walking he walk around roaming, looking, he's seeking. He's trying, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. All right. So now second Kings 17. You go ahead and give me second Kings 17, uh, starting at verse 24. I'm going to go 24 to 41. So we see um, children of Israel at this point, very wicked. So Samaria had took over, you know, um, and uh, and they replaced the children of Israel in the land of Samaria. And so then you see, you know, they get devoured by these lines. And so so go ahead and read. We're going we're to see what happens. Second Kings 17. See how the devil worked. 17 starting where? Starting at 24. 24. And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Kut. Kuthith, and from Ava, and from Hamath, and from Sephardim, Sephardim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they posed, and they possessed Samaria, and dwelt in the cities thereof. And so it was at the beginning of their dwelling there that they feared not Yahuwah. Uh -huh. Therefore, Yahuwah sent lions among them, which uh -huh. slew some of them. Yep. Wherefore, they spake to the king of Assyria, saying, The nations which thou hast removed and placed in the cities of Samaria know not the manner of the Elohim of that land. Therefore, he hath sent lions among them, and behold, they slay them because they know not the manner of the Elohim of that land. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, Carry thither one of the priests whom ye brought from thence, and let them go dwell there, and let him teach the manner of the Elohim of that land. Uh. Then one of the priests whom they carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel, and taught them how they should fear Yahuwah. Uh -huh. How bet every nation made Elohims or gods of their own, and put them in the houses of the high places which the Samaritans had made every nation in their cities wherein they dwelt. And the men of Babylon made Sukkoth, Benoth, and the men of Kuth made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashema, uh -huh. and the Avites made Nibaz and Taruk, and the Sephardites burnt their children in the fire to Adren Melech, and, Ad and Adren Melech, the gods of Sephardim. So they feared Yahuwah and made unto themselves of the lowest of them priests of the high places, which sacrificed for them in the houses of the high places. Uh. They feared uh, Yahuwah and served their own Elohims after the manner of the nations whom they carried away from thence. Uh -huh. 
unto this day they do after the former manners. They fear not Yahuwah, huh. neither do they after their statues or after their ordinances or after the laws and commandments which Yahuwah commanded the children of Yaakov, whom he named Yisrael. Keep going. Was that, was that the end? Uh, where am I supposed to stop it? 41. 41. Okay. Whom, with whom Yahuwah had made a covenant and charged them, saying, Ye shall not fear other Elohims, nor bow yourselves to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. But Yahuwah, who brought you up out of the land of Mizraim with great power and stretched out arms, him shall ye serve, and him shall ye worship, and to him shall ye do sacrifice. And the statutes... The statutes and the ordinance and the laws and the commandments which he wrote for which he wrote for you, you shall observe to do for every forevermore, and ye shall not fear other Elohims. Uh -huh. And the covenant that I have made with you, ye shall not forget, neither shall ye fear other Elohims. But Yahuwah your Elohim, ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all of your enemies. How bet they did not hearken, but they did after their former manner. So these nations feared Yahuwah and served their graven images, both their children and their children's children, as did their fathers. So do they unto this day. All right. So we see that Samaria saw the power of Yah working. These people getting devoured. Mosai sending, 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 sending uh, lines to devouring folks because they're not, they not respecting God. And so they're like, man, you know, we... Man, we getting we getting sicked on by lines and stuff, man. Like, man, we we need to do something about this. So the king of Samaria is like, oh, I got a, I got a good idea. Get a priest. Let's go uh, tell him to go down to Bethel. You know, let's let's um, let's let's learn their ways. And then you know we're gonna mess up the religions. We're gonna do what we can. That way, the power of y'all can can be removed. And so the, that's how the devil works. The devil studies you. The devil studies you. All right. So do you know your enemy? Because he's studying you. Send a priest out to Bethel. Let me learn their way. See, we'll see what the hell they operate. Oh, that's how I can get rid of their God. That's how I can get rid of their power. By knowing what they do and then perverting them. Let's mix stuff up. Let's coexist. Let's do this. Let's 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 do stuff like that. That way, the power of Yah can can be cannot be in you. So that's what the, that's what the enemy does. The enemy, um, he studies you. He he knows you, and he tries to stop the power of Yah from working in you. All right. So so that's that. So now I'm going to Jasher. Going to the book of Jasher. 22, um, starting at verse 42. Jasher 22, starting at verse 42. I'll, I'll read. I'm going to skip some of this stuff and go to the end. I know it's, I know it's been long. It's my bad. Anyways, so Jasher 22, going, starting at 42. When you dare, say hallelujah. All right. And it says in 42, and it says, and Ishmael boasted of himself to Isaac, saying, I was 13 years old when the Lord spoke to my father to circumcise us. And I did according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to my father. And I gave my soul unto the Lord, and I did not transgress his word, which he commanded my father. And Isaac answered Ishmael, saying, Why dost thou boast to me about this, about a little bit of flesh, which thou didst take from thy body, concerning which the Lord commanded thee? As the Lord liveth, God of my father Abraham, if the Lord should say unto my father, Take now thy son Isaac and bring him up and offer him before me, I would not refrain, but I would joyfully exceed to do it. And Yahuwah heard the word that Isaac spoke to Ishmael, and it seemed good in the sight of the Lord, and he thought to try Abraham in this matter. And the day arrived when the sons of Elohim came and placed themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with the sons of God before thee. 
before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? And Satan answered the, the, answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. Now he were, he's, he's searching. Well, he's searching. Satan's searching. And the Lord said to Satan, what is thy word to me concerning all the children of the earth? And Satan answered the Lord and said, I have seen all the children of the earth who serve thee and remember thee when thy require anything from thee. And when thou givest them the thing which they require from thee, they sit at their ease and forsake thee, and they remember thee no more. And hast thou seen Abraham, the son of Terah, who at first had no children, and he served thee and erected altars to thee wherever he came, and he brought up offerings upon them, and he proclaimed thy name continually um, to all the children of the earth? Now that his son Isaac is born to him, he has forsaken thee. He has made a great feast for all the inheritance of the land, and the Lord of uh, uh, he has forgotten. For amidst all that he has done, he brought thee no offering, neither burnt offering nor peace offering, neither ox, lamb, nor goat of all that he killed on that day, that his son was weaned. Even from the time of his son's birth till now, being thirty-seven years, he built no altar before thee, nor brought any offering to thee. For he saw that thou didst give what he requested before thee, and he therefore forsook thee. And the Lord said to Satan, How um, thou dost consider my servant Abraham? For there is none like him upon the earth, a perfect and an upright man before him, before me, one that feareth Elohim and avoideth evil, as I live, where I too say unto him, Bring up Isaac thy son before me, he would not withhold him from me, much more if I told him to bring up a burnt offering before me from his flock or herds. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Speak then now unto Abraham as thou hast said, and thou wilt see whether he will not this day transgress, cast aside thy words. So we see how Satan, he's always throwing darts at the righteous. Always throwing, throwing arrows at the perfect. So if he's doing that to the perfect, just imagine how easy it is to, to come to somebody that ain't strong enough. He's trying to divert Abraham off the path. He's super righteous. So just imagine folks that ain't strong and they, they, they ain't really working out their spirit man. How, how easy it is for the, for the, for the devil to come, come to you with accusations. Yes. And, and, he, and he probably write about you. He wouldn't write about Abraham. But if he come, to Abraham, uh, come with accusations to the most high about you, just imagine how many accusations he can come up, come up with you. And he, he probably right. Most high probably like, man, you actually write about that. You know, so, well, so we have to, because we, we, so we know that Satan, he, he's always accusing the, the, the people. He's always accusing the righteous. Um, so we have to be on our P's and Q's. Cause like I said, the Satan, he's working, walking to and fro the earth. He's trying, he's trying, throw, throw them darts. He's trying to deceive as best he possibly can. All right. So now we go to Joshua 23, starting at 25. And it says, and while Abraham was proceeding with his son Isaac along the road, Satan came and appeared to Abraham in a figure of a very aged man, humble of a contrite spirit. And he approached Abraham and said unto him, Art thou silly or brutish that thou goest to do this thing that this day to thy only son? For God gave thee a son in thy latter days, in thy old age. And wilt thou go and slaughter him this day because he committed no violence? And wilt thou cause the soul of thy only son to perish from the earth? Dost thou not know and understand that this thing cannot be from the Lord? For the Lord cannot do unto man such evil upon earth to say to him, Go slaughter thy child. And Abraham heard this and knew it was the word of Satan who endeavored to draw him aside from the, word, from the way of the Lord. But Abraham would not hearken to the voice of Satan. Abraham rebuked him so that he went away. So when you're strong in the spirit, you know when it's Satan trying to, you know when, you know when it's Satan trying to speak. You know when it's him trying to, trying to, inter, trying to intervene. You know it. Because you know the word. You, you spiritually in tune. You have a pair of eyes that nobody else have. You have the eyes that Adam had before he fell. Like 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 Maury was talking about. So when you that spiritually in tune, when you're working that hard and, 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 and to be one with the father, 
to be in tune with the Father, when you're working hard for the Father, you're working hard on your enemy, you'll always know when the enemy's trying to intervene. You, you'll know because the word is in you. It's implanted in you. So you know when an evil spirit is coming amongst you trying to, trying to make you, make you um, be perverted. You'll know. All right, so verse 29, Satan returned and came to Isaac, and he appeared unto Isaac in the figure of a young man, comely and well-favored. He approached Isaac and said unto him, Dost thou not know and understand that thy old silly father bringeth thee to the slaughter this day for naught? Now therefore, my son, do not listen nor attend to him, for he is a silly old man, and let not thy precious soul and beautiful figure be lost from the earth. And Isaac heard this and said unto Abraham, Hast thou heard, my father, that which this man has spoken? Even thus has he spoken. And Abraham answered his son Isaac and said to him, Take heed of him and do not listen to his words, nor attend to him, for he is Satan, um, endeavoring to draw us aside this day from the commands of God. And Abraham still rebuked Satan, and Satan went from them, and seeing he could not prevail over them, he hid himself from them, and he went and passed before them in a, in a road, and he transformed himself to a large brook of water in the road. And Abraham and Isaac and his two young men reached that place, and they saw a brook large and powerful as the mighty waters. And they entered the brook and passed through it, and the waters at first reached their legs. And they went deeper in the brook, and the waters reached up to their necks. And they were all terrified on account of the water. And whilst they were going over the brook, Abraham recognized that place, and he knew that place ain't had no water before. And Abraham said to his son Isaac, I know this place in which there was no brook nor water. Now, therefore, it is this Satan who does all this to us to draw us aside this day from the commands of God. See, when you focus and you diligent in the word, you know when, when you know when uh, Satan trying to come and get you off the path. You know that. And Abraham rebuked him and said unto him, the Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, be gone from us, for we go by the commands of God. And Satan was terrified at the voice of Abraham. And he went away from them. And the place again became dry land as it was at first. Abraham went with Isaac toward the place that God had, uh, had told him. Uh, and on the third day, um, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place at a distance, which Elohim had told him, uh, told him of. And a pillar of fire appeared to him that reached from the heaven, that reached from the earth to the heaven, and a cloud of glory upon the mountain. And the glory of the Lord was seen in the cloud. And Abraham said to Isaac, My son, dost thou see in that mountain which we perceive at a distance that which I see upon it? And Isaac answered and said unto his father, I see, lo, a pillar of fire in a cloud, and the glory of the Lord is upon the cloud. And Abraham knew that his son Isaac was accepted before the Lord for a burnt offering. And Abraham said unto Eleazar and to Ishmael, his son, do you see that which we see upon the mountain, which is at a distance? And they answered and said, we see nothing more than the like of other mountains on the earth. So we're talking about them eyes and spiritual eyes. Abraham and Isaac, they had spiritual eyes. They, they, they're in tune with the Father. They, they work hard for the Father. So there's evidence of faith in them. But when you're so car we, when you carnal, there ain't no evidence of faith in you. You don't get no revelations. You don't get no signs. You don't get no nothing. You just, that's, that's why people are so focused on the carnal. That's why, people, that's why people trust in the carnal. Because they have no spiritual fortitude. No spiritual fortitude at all. All right. So Satan is working working hard to get you to fall. This is why it's important to exercise your faith in Yah. Go to the source so you can gain strength to resist the devil. How are you going to resist the devil if you spend all your time with the devil? Right? Yeah, that's not possible. All right. So I wrote down, I'm going to go and end it up. So the reason why a lot of prophets of old were able to be so disciplined in the faith and is because they have an amount of spiritual content that we just don't have. I speak for myself, you know, I don't have the amount of spiritual content that I need to have yet, you know, because that's there's still a part of me that think that the most high that the most high gonna fail me.
I think that sometimes. I ain't ashamed to say it, but but that's just that's just the flesh in me. We have to be like Abraham and understand. Most I told me that my son's gonna be called. Oh, so I know he's gonna bring my son alive. It's okay. He's gonna he's gonna, he gonna bring him back to life because he told me and he told he I remember he told me. I remember I remember having a conversation with him. He told me that that through Isaac his seed gonna be called. So now he told me to kill him. Oh, he's going to bring my life. I'll, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'm listening. I'm listening, guy. I'm following exactly what you say. So we have to have that kind of spiritual fortitude to be a people that don't waver from his commands, that don't think that he's going to fail us. We have to be a people that know that his word is 100% true and everything that he say will come to pass. 100%. No word falls to the ground that, that, that y'all say. Nothing. So we have to have a level of spiritual content within us that the prophets of old had. That way, we don't deteriorate from the commands and let the devil win. So we have to work hard for the Father. And when we work hard for the Father, when we're disciplined, when we're focused, then we'll have evidence of the faith. We'll have evidence of it. We'll be able to, we'll be able to start doing the spiritual things we're supposed to be doing in the first place. When we're working our spirit man. All right. So, therefore, I'll end on... And on the Shema. So, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Um, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk um, of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou rise up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and thou shalt be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. We need to be living by this word everywhere. Keep the word in our mind. Keep it in your mind. Get the vain stuff out your mind. All right. Let's not be like the rest of the world and be average. Yeah. Be people that's 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 not strong in the spirit. They don't they don't really care about the word. They just they they, they like to, they like lip service. They like to say they care. They don't really care. They ain't no work in them. Help help us. Let's be people that's working hard. That's striving to be perfect. Let's try to let's let's let's, let's do that. All right. So that is all, people. Hello, yeah. Thank you for listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our website is www.restoringthebranches.org. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at restoringthebranches at gmail.com. Shalom.